Dig. And I'm Hannah Hampton, and you're listening to HR After Hours. Hello, and welcome to HR After Hours podcast, the only HR podcast voted most likely to be called to testify to a U.S. Congress investigation. Hannah Hampton, my sister from another Mr. H Squared, how the heck are you doing today? I'm fine. I don't have much to say today. <laughs> we have a little bit of that post-holiday blues we're yeah. still working on. Please right about now is when I start pumping myself up. New year, new deal, all that stuff. Uh. I'm not a January <laughs> 1 person at all. Either. Um, I don't do resolutions. That's just not, that's not my jam. Hey, if that's what you like to do, great. Go for it. Get it. But it is not my jam. So the actual resolutions that I've been successful with, things like not smoking, when I became a vegetarian, I use January as my transition month. And then February 1st has always been my most successful date of starting uh, a change that I wanted to make long term. That's my secret is you take January, you ease yourself into it. So if it's reducing sugar intake or starting to exercise, you start small, you walk the dog more, you do whatever. And then two, one, it's on like Donkey Kong. Okay. That, that's just how I roll. That's what works for me. That's my little secret. But if you're looking at Mick dancing for life lessons, you're looking in the wrong place. <laughs> Aim a little higher, my friends. Yeah, I don't I don't do any of that. I, I mean, throughout the year, of course, I give myself things that I want to accomplish, but I, I don't I don't do any like parameters of like I have to do this in 2023 or I have to get this done or I have to do this. I don't know. I just that doesn't work for me. But I feel like Everybody has their own way of, of being motivated, staying motivated, and getting those changes uh, to happen. Whatever makes it work for you, go for it. Absolutely. And shoot us an email. Tell us what works for you. Maybe we'll discuss it on an episode. Sure. But let's that- talk about people whose year has not started off that great. Uh-oh. Uh, well, actually, we're just going to cite one individual. That's a friend of ours that Uh-oh. we have discussed in the past. This all started with a podcast we did back in November 11th, 2019. Our podcast was called McD CEO Ousted for Dipping McNuggets in Company <laughs> Sauce. It's still on our page. Feel free to check it out. This is uh, an article that you actually found and sent over to me, Hannah, via LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. and it's by Harriet Sinclair, who is the editor at LinkedIn News. Ex-McDonald's CEO fined by SEC. Uh, I'm actually just going to read part. It's real short. McDonald's former CEO Steve Easterbrook will pay $400,000 fine to the Securities and Exchange Commission and not serve as an officer or director of any public company for five years. I think that's the ouch part for Mr. Easterbrook with his inflated salaries. Easterbrook agreed to settle the matter without admitting or denying the claims after allegedly making misleading statements Mm -hmm. about his departure from the company in 2019 over a consensual relationship with an employee. The SEC claimed Easterbrook denied such allegations. The agency also looked into McDonald's description of his departure to the shareholders. And I think that's really the bigger piece. And this is all part of the fact that the SEC has been putting an increased focus on executive pay and related disclosures to shareholders. And that was according to the Wall Street Journal. But basically, he got away without saying he was fired. 
steadfastly said that it was a mutual, you know, that he just left. They had to, they agreed to disagree. The SEC saying, well, hold on here. This is a publicly traded company. People mm-hmm. are looking at all these yep. releases as they, you know, analyze where they want to put their money. They found it misleading that it didn't disclose to the investors the specifics of what was going on, that he was leaving in a huff, whether or not that was going to impact other leaders. So that's what the SEC is really cracking down on, is trying to make sure that there's this full disclosure on publicly traded companies. Sure. Makes sense. So again, Mr. Easterbrook, we've joked about everything. And obviously, our big thing is, you know. Ad nauseum. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Well, seriously. And, and, and we first looked at this because McDonald's has had various lawsuits about sexual harassment sure. and things like that. So this is why we're like, aha, maybe we should really take a little dive into this. We're not out to get this guy, but this is a, an angle I don't even think we really thought of the multiple times we discussed it. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't talk about that at all. So certainly I feel like it's very interesting and we'll continue to watch it and, and provide updates to our, our listeners. Do you have any additional, do you have any like personal thoughts or additional thoughts that you want to add to the story? I really don't. I mean, yeah. the fact is the way he left, he got to leave. With some dignity, he ended up having a golden parachute, or at least a. Oh, uh, oh yeah, of course. A like, platinum as parachute. As most do. As most, most do. Their themselves get screwed and let go with like a, a you know measly uh, severance package, and but you know what, whatever. <laughs> Obviously, it's caught up with them to a degree. I think the the four hundred thousand dollars is a drop in the bucket to him. Yeah. But the five year suspension or penalty. There you go. It is what it is. On a lighter note, mm-hmm. people have asked me before, where do you get your stories? How do you pick one story over another? And I, I tell them, honestly, Hannah and I just have to find something that we both want to talk about, or at least yes. we both think it's worth mentioning. Sometimes it's a struggle. Sometimes the podcast kind of writes itself. Yes. But today's topic. <laughs> I'm excited. It was a text that I received from Hannah this morning, and it's a Dilbert. I know. Okay. So I, sometimes I'm a little old school and I receive the local paper. I don't know, the inner child in me, but I I read the comics practically every day. It's kind of my lunchtime reading. And real quick, in case people Mm -hmm. have not picked up on this by now or not, uh, or a little younger, and they're like, what's a newspaper? What are the comics? Yeah. What do you call it? I mean, funny pages. Gilbert is uh, a comic strip written by Scott Adams that deals with the workplace. I kind of think of it as yeah. The Office and uh, a comic strip similar to the television show The Office, um, but just something that can be done in 10 or less panels. It's been around for a while. I don't know exactly when. I guess we could look it up. But so let me, we'll just go ahead and we'll launch into it. So yes, yeah, so Dilbert, it's a comic about the workplace. So if you work in an office or have ever worked in an office similar to the show, The Office, you'll definitely find some humor in it. Now, today, you know, today's we're recording on a Sunday, so it's a sunny Sunday. So it was a full color panel. So a little bit, you know, of course. It's probably pretty. Little, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's nice. So I will say that this comic is starring Dilbert and then Catbert. For those of you who aren't familiar with Catbert, Catbert is the evil director of human resources. So, As he should be. Uh, you know, of course, continuing to perpetuate that stereotype that HR people are evil. We are not. Whatever. Uh, so, yes, Catbert. Is- oh, see, I, I was saying it should be because I was saying he should be uh, evil because he's a cat. 
because I'm a dog person. So I wasn't even oh, saying he's evil because he's HR. I think evil, I think cat. Well, probably that's probably why it's a cat. Basically, Catbird's a really bad HR director because Catbird is quite evil and does terrible things. <laughs> so you do not want to look to Catbird as being your uh, your your goal to, to be like. But anyways, today's Dilbert, and I'll read it to you. Uh, so Catbird walks in to talk to Dilbert and says, do you have time to laugh at employee complaints? And Dilbert's like, I'd like that. And Catbert says, Tina says you insulted her by saying yoga is nothing but stretching and communism. (laughs) (laughs) And Dilbert said, ha ha, I totally did. And is laughing. And then Catbert said, should I fire her for complaining? And Dilbert said, my goodness, I'm not a monster. I'll just make her feel bad until she quits. So (laughs) I saw that today and I immediately sent it to Mick because I was like, oh my gosh, talk about a perfect like HR comic where, you know, here we have the HR director sharing employee complaints with somebody who they've got no business sharing it with, laughing and making fun of the complaints, and then talking about firing the person, retaliation much for that. But then Dilbert's like, let's not fire them, but let's uh, let's create a hostile work environment. And I'm like, what a perfect discussion. But we haven't talked too much about about retaliation and retaliation, you know, for employees. So before we start like digging into retaliation, Mick, what was your initial thought when I sent it to you? What did you take away from that comic? All I can think of is the hundreds of times that I've had to tell people when I was disciplining them. Mm -hmm. And these are, you know, supervisors and executives. And I can think of three or four specific people that I knew the first thing I was going to have to say after I discussed the complaint or the issue was, now listen, you cannot go after this person Mm -hmm. because there were just certain people you worked with, some of which that was like their one hubris, right? It was their one fatal flaw was that they just always wanted to go after someone because Mm -hmm. there is, you know, a lot of successful business people have that, that drive and that passion and they find things that pushes them. And unfortunately, every once in a while, it tends to be something negative and you have to jump in front of retaliation. We all have those that we know are most likely to retaliate Don't address it every time someone is going to surprise you and do a humdinger of a retaliation of some sort. And to take a step back, so this is from 2021. I don't think the 2022 uh, results are out yet, but 56%, more than half of the claims that the EEOC receives are regarding retaliation. So because like, how how does that happen? Somebody, uh, you know, reports something and then you get somebody who you get a manager who's untrained and all of a sudden their life becomes a living hell. And that is the prime example of creating a hostile work environment where it's like, well, I'm going to treat them like crap until they quit. And people think, I don't know why I feel like people think that that's a legal thing to do. Like, Hey, you know, I'll just, if they quit, you know, it's not us firing them. Like we can't have, we won't get a claim for firing something if they, if they quit, but certainly retaliation is a huge problem. That's why it's important to have a trained staff so they understand what retaliation is and how 
to spot it, how to avoid it, how to train against it. So it's retaliation is huge. Well, it's funny is our, our topic last episode was about being quietly pushed out the door mm-hmm. and it really wasn't about retaliation. But the funny thing is, we just happened to name that episode passive aggressive terminations. Yeah. Are they quietly pushing you out the door? So that pushing you out the door type of layoff can can even be summed up or clumped in at least partially into this topic, because sometimes determining who you're going to lay off if you're doing it that way, you got to make sure that's not a retaliatory action as well. So it's really I think it's it's become a broader term as far as retaliation, which has increased the number of lawsuits. There's an increase in awareness of mm-hmm. what retaliation is. And, and I've seen it. I've visited different companies and I, I've talked to people. There seems to be more of a knee-jerk reaction, especially in certain industries, where when an out hourly associate, associate is fired, they almost immediately don't think it's if it's not presented to them properly on why they're being terminated. They assume it's just because, well, so-and-so didn't like me and they've been out to mm-hmm. get me. I mean, how many times have you heard in your office, yeah. so-and-so didn't like me, they've been out to get me for months? Yeah. Oh, I definitely, especially in certain industries, and I don't want to, I don't want to pigeonhole things, but there are certain industries where I heard it way more than others. But I feel like that's kind of the, that that's the MO for some folks. And yeah, it, I out to get me, I felt like I heard, if I had a, if I had a nickel, <laughs> For every time I heard that. So, yeah, it's crazy. And it's, But retaliation is certainly, it's a real thing. And if you go to the EEOC's website, you know, there's lots of frequently asked questions and they literally go through different scenarios. Is it illegal to harass someone because they complain about job discrimination or talk to the EEOC? Yes. Can my employer punish me if the EEOC investigates my complaint and determines there was no discrimination? No. The EEOC is so serious about this. Again, since retaliation is the biggest uh, percentage of the complaints they get, they're chomping at the bit to make sure that uh, employers understand what retaliation is. And if they're retaliating against employees, they're going to you know, take action against, against the company. This is clearly, and I feel like for HR, it's so huge, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. This is something that you want to get ahead of before it turns into a big problem because it's no fun to have the EEOC coming and investigating or even going to a mediation. Like you'd rather just make sure that you're stopping anything from happening than having to deal with the aftermath. I think that not only you spot on there, I think that's almost an understatement as an HR leader really could look at this as almost an epidemic and start a massive preemptive strike. With younger leaders, there does tend to be more of that emotional reaction or that knee-jerk reaction or even a response. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. someone's out to get us. We want to protect ourselves and get them back. And so I've seen a lot of younger leaders when they first are newly promoted that they do have more of that my way or the highway, mm-hmm. you know, this is a big issue where they will go at people that they feel are pushing back. And they may have valid reasons for pushing back, but the younger leader hasn't experienced that yet. They haven't gone through 
the you know sometimes you've got to be one upped by someone or really have a one on one with a mentor or something to realize you got to walk before you run young grasshopper snatch mm-hmm. this snatch this pebble from my hand kind of conversations but you've really got to talk about retaliation early i think that's probably one of the biggest areas of opportunity for hr leaders to really step in and have more of an active role of those internally developed leaders to help them separate themselves from everything they've done in that non-leadership role. I don't want to say Mm -hmm. subordinate role, which is my, you know, but they've got to say, you know, this is now because you're promoted to this position, here are the things that are different. It's all about training. You know, you got to train your people, especially when they're in those positions. Yeah. You got to put, you got to set people up for success. And, you know, certainly the EEOC is not going to care. Like if you have somebody who's a new manager and didn't realize that changing someone's schedule to not work out uh, for their personal life so the person quits, like uh, if, if a manager did that to try to get someone to quit to create that hostile work environment, the EEOC doesn't give a crap that your manager didn't know better. You need to get ahead of that. Um, anytime you promote somebody into a people management position, And even if it's just like a shift lead, somebody who is directing work, making sure they know those basics and making sure that they are not going to do something that could put your company uh, at risk for an EEOC claim. Because again, that's not something that you you want to have to deal with. You know, you promoted them because they do a great job. But now it's time to educate and train them. One of the things is when I talk about sustainability in people, not just mm-hmm. products. Yes, you just got this great associate team member who you've promoted now to a shift lead or your entry level management position. You've got to set that person up for success to get to the next level. You got to you know, spend that extra time with them saying, Here's what typically happens with new leaders. They tend to get overzealous. They tend to bark. They tend to not take feedback or criticism well. These are all things that, you know, you've got to set them up for success, not just assume, well, they were able to prove themselves up to this new role. I'm sure over time they'll prove themselves worthy of the next till they get to a point that that's as far as they're going to go. No, it's got to be let's set them up for success. Let them hit the ground running. I've almost watched people like let new leaders take some hard knocks before they jump in. Sorry, boomers. We're not doing that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I get that. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. Like the world is a different place now than it used to be. And there is, I I feel like a lot less, and I don't want to say tolerance, but yeah, a lot lot less tolerance for, for bad behaviors. And I say tolerance sounds like a bad word because it's like people shouldn't have to tolerate bad behavior. But I feel like back in the day, it was just expected. You know, people would have to deal with that. And that was the price of admission. What you, you've you mentioned this multiple times, though, you know, back in the day, you know, uh-huh. grandpa left the military. Then he joined a job or a company and he worked for, let's say, General Motors for 35, 40 years before he retired with his gold watch. Yeah. Grandpa put up with a lot of bullshit over those 35, 40 years. No one's willing to do that any longer. Or at least I don't, very few people under the age of 30 
are willing mm-hmm. to do that any longer. And it's starting to creep up into the 30 and 40. And God love us, those are a little older than that are getting there. <laughs> so that's where sometimes the more experienced people are late, you know, late to understand. But like you and I have both said a hundred times, well, you just got to do what I did and just deal with it and take your your punches and prove yourself. And, you know, no, we're, life's not a fraternity. You know, mm-hmm. no, you don't have to be hazed for the first five years of your career. You were right. hired to do a job and that's what you're going to do. And if they're not going to let you do that job, I'm talking to you employers, they're going to leave. No one's these people aren't going to stay around. They'll walk out the door in six months and not think twice about what it looks like on their resume. And, you know, even people will walk out even sooner. I mean, certainly uh, there's been situations where it's somebody's first week and they realize, like, this is not going to work for me. And it could be the hazy and it could be just the poor training, bad treatment. But it's um, it's, there. There's less tolerance. I think people are like a job is a job. I should be treated with dignity and respect. And certainly I, you know, I'm sure there'll be people on there. Oh, you have to earn respect. Well, it's like, okay, well, it does not mean that you can treat people without dignity. People need to work in dignified, respectful work environments that should never have to be earned. See, I feel like that's so important everyone to understand. And I couldn't, you know, I'm always very passionate about that. I'm like, you have to treat people with dignity. And it doesn't matter if you disagree with them. It doesn't matter if they did something wrong and they, you know, and you're trying to uh, discipline them. Uh, they still deserve to be treated with dignity. And that's how, you know, that's a way that you're going to have a great work environment. And, you know, if you ask me, animals should be treated with dignity and respect too. <laughs> that's right. I think respect's different today. I don't mm-hmm. think that it's about sitting back and and waiting the first six months to tally up if that person's actions, good and bad, deserve your respect. No, you shouldn't earn the the respect any longer. I think you have a potential of losing the respect by your actions over time. You know, that's holding the individual accountable if they do those things. But I don't think, you know, you should sit around and go, well, they've got to give them, prove themselves for the first six months, 12 months. Then I'll earn earn my respect because they got it through the tough times. Mm -hmm. That's that's horseshit. You know, most research shows it takes you a full 12 months to get acclimated to a new role, even if it's something you've done somewhere else in the past to really hit all cylinders and and execute it 100 percent can take up to 12 months when you join a company. So if I could pile on, if I could pile pile on, on. that's what she said. Some additional, some additional, (laughs) uh, you know, dignity and respect. I hate when companies make people wait a year before they can earn time off. I don't know. It's something that I've seen in the past. I don't know if it still happens, but I feel like that's insanity to expect to have a waiting period on time off. Like people need the chance to recharge to, uh, you know, they need that time to rest and recharge and telling someone too bad. You have a whole year where you can't take a, a, a family vacation. You can't spend time with your family. That's horseshit. I've seen a lot of companies add to where they're using the running PTO system that you can earn up to three weeks in your first year. And and I think that that is really what the minimum should be. If you don't let your people take a week's vacation either during or after their their sixth month, then you're stupid because they've been working very, you know, Mm -hmm. you work harder 
those first few months to get acclimated. You need to decompress. If you're someone that's driven, you know, it's like driving your car in fourth gear the whole time. You can't do that. It destroys the car. If you're not giving them a break, they're going to burn out just like that old Volkswagen Jetta that you never slid into fifth gear. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so true. And I you know, don't get me started on places that don't provide paid time off. And I, I feel like laws are going to continue to be passed that say you have to provide time off to folks. We are one of the few industrialized nations that doesn't man like legally mandate uh, paid time off and a minimum amount of paid time off for people. And of course, like I, I'm not going to get into the politics. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with any. I was gonna say, you know, evil cat Bert might be hit right. I think your yoga and your communism is kicking in here, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but seriously, it's crazy that um, you know that pe- people deserve time off. And I, and another thing that just drives me crazy, if somebody, you know, somebody's like, well, I, you know, I did it, so you should do it too. It's like, well, no, um, just because you did it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Doesn't, I mean, it doesn't mean it's appropriate. And if you, if you read articles, people research time off and you're going to get more productive employees if they get that time off to rest and recharge. So it's not only good for the employees, but it's good for the business. So don't be an asshole and give people paid time off, giving them an opportunity so that they can perform, uh, you know, at the best of their ability. Absolutely. And and this is something we're going to campaign for this entire year. Our focus is really sustainability and people practices, but also finding best people practices for yourself. Mm -hmm. So we're really going to focus on how can you take better care of yourself and in turn, take better care of your people. So really looking out for your people as an HR leader or business leader, it's no longer just about how you address yourself with them and how you look out for them. It's doing more. It's really making sure things like these preemptive strikes to to avoid hostile work environments and retaliations. This is where step out of your office and leave the fun part of you as an HR manager in your top desk drawer and almost have a hard line where if anyone Mm -hmm. even jokes about retaliation, you've got to give them that poker face and say, yeah, we don't do that here. And that's a hard no for me. Mm -hmm. Anytime I see it and this is a non-negotiable, I will not allow that to be part of our company culture because it can be cancerous. And ultimately, what we really want to do, drum roll, please, leading <laughs> up to it, Hannah Hampton, say it. We want to put the human back to human resources. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Hannah Hampton, always a pleasure. Well, hey, Hannah, I am real excited that we have a new sponsor. I want you to tell me a little bit and our listeners about our new sponsor, Yogi Raw Life. All right. So Yogi Raw Life is a cork yoga mat company. The brand was started from their love of yoga and renewable resources. They said they're here to inspire healthier communities by creating superior quality cork yoga mats that are socially and environmentally conscious, functional, and fashionable. And they do have a special uh, for HR After Hours listeners. 10% off by using the coupon code HRYOGI. That's H R. Y-O-G-I. 
Um, and that's for 10% off your order. And you can order the mats at yogirawlife.com. That's Y-O-G-I-R-A-W-L-I-F-E.com. So Yogi Raw Life for a quality cork yoga mat. Awesome. Well, welcome to the HR After Hours team, Yogi Raw Life. And Hannah, you have a successful day. You too.